we we usually start this program with a drawn out hello but hello is that is that where we are right now hello you sound like Lionel Richie or even just hi hi anyone is anyone there hello we'll do it right anyway I am Tim Reynolds of the AP this is the heat check podcast of the Miami Herald's weekly look at everything that goes right and not with the Miami Heat. I am joined, of course, as always, because it's his show by the Herald's incredible Heat beat writer, Anthony Chang. Anthony, hello. Hey, Tim. So, you remind me of, of Lionel Richie with that open. We'll, with explain, his... who, we'll explain who Lionel Richie is later. <laughs> come on, people watch, Ameri- people watch American that's Idol. That's true. That's true. He, he has come back because of that. Yes. That's right. It, yes. It's sad. It's sad that that's what people know him for. Oh, the guy from American Idol. Yes, he also sang occasionally. Uh, David still missing. These are no longer wedding related activities. These are Panthers related activities. We are taping this on Wednesday. David is in Tampa. This drops Thursday morning. So either this is going to sound really brilliant or really stupid, but David will be with me Friday night at the BB and T center for game seven. The best two words in sports. This is this is like ten hours before Game Six, so this is a bold prediction here. It's a bold saying. prediction. Let me ask you something before we get into heat stuff. Let's talk about something that's maybe semi enjoyable for people before we de- before we depress them and you know send them crying to their cafecito or like like we like we do. Spencer, oh, you were like four. You have caf. He's actually holding up a cup of cafecito. <laughs> what a good man. Um, you were like four when this happened. But I think you have some awareness of Dwayne Wade hitting the shot over Baron Davis. Yes. In, in his first yes. playoff game. You were four, I believe. You were in pre- <laughs> I was 15, actually. But Were you that old? I, I keep think. forgetting that you're not like 22 anymore. Yeah, I'm fi- I, I was 15. I, I was 48, I think, when that shot. <laughs> I am that old. Um, could Spencer Knight what he did in game five. I mean, I know it wasn't as dramatic as, you know, a floater in the lane, all that, but to me, and I I tweeted this the other night, I I think this could be the moment where it got real, like where Spencer Knight becomes a thing where it's no longer just a, well, he's got some potential. Like I know it's just one game, right? But that one shot, we were all like, whoa, Dwayne Wade's really, really good. And I think with one game, we're all like, whoa, Spencer Knight's really, really good. Yeah, no, this is, uh, you know, I wasn't able to watch that game. It was during the Heat game, but. um, I I watched a lot of that Panther game because it was during the Heat game. (laughs) Good point. Um, But yes, I mean, I I saw the highlights and it's great. Like, he looks so young. How how old is he? He's 20. He just turned 20. He turned 25 weeks ago. It's just. It's unbelievable, and like for him to do that on that, on that stage against that team, defending Stanley Cup champions in an Stanley elimination game. This is this is a guy who two months ago is playing in Albany, New York, yeah. in an NCAA tournament game in front of a thousand people against St. Cloud State, and he loses four one. Two two months later, he beats the Stanley Cup champions four one in front of an incredible crowd at the BB and T. And it all ties into the. It's it's still I still contend this is a good time in Miami sports. They had 14,000 in the building for hockey. They're going to have a similar number. If it gets to game seven on Friday, let's hope. Um, by, by the time you hear this, you'll know the answer. If plenty of good seats still available. If, if you, if there is a game seven, 
they're going to be 17,000 people in the building Thursday night for game three of Bucks Heat. Some of those 17,000 people will actually get the Moderna vaccine if they want it, which I think is just, it's, it's so, it speaks to how weird the last 15 months in the world have been, but it also speaks to how, kind of how cool sports can be. I mean, go to a game, get a vaccine. When did we ever think we'd say that sentence? What, what do you think? I, I know it's decided on the court. The fans won't score. The fans won't rebound. I get all that. But coming home to that atmosphere, 17,000 people, and it should be crazy in there, I think, Thursday night, tonight, as you're listening to this. What Do, do you think it's going to matter? Do you think it's going to help them at all? Do you think it's just something cool for us to yeah. talk about? And then it goes away at game time? Like, what do you think? What do you think the net effect of, seven, of the biggest crowd in the NBA this season, which it should be, will have on that game? I think it, it, it will matter. I mean, will it matter enough? I, I don't know, but it will have the heat will have an advantage. I mean, you look at the math, like the numbers say teams are better at home and the home court advantage has not been as strong this season because crowds have not been as big. Worst in so, NBA history. So it, ma- it matters, you know, it, it could be cliche, but it does matter. There is a benefit to it. And I do expect the heat to come out with a lot of energy, not only because of that. I mean, obviously they have some motivation after losing like 50 points in game two, but that will help. Um, and, you know, in the playoffs, they say, and it's, tends to be true bench players role players play better at home and that's a big reason why you saw Bryn Forbes in game two kind of go off um had the Bryn Forbes game which you know I think we kind of expected at some point in this series it happened in game two and you know in game three with the heat at home it could be it could be Tyler Hero's night where he goes off for 30 30 points so uh, that that tends to happen for those guys at home um so I think that's the advantage there and you know the heat are a better team at home. I mean, that's obvious. Most teams are better at home. So I think there will be an advantage, but will it be enough? We'll see because the Bucks have looked a lot better than the Heat, uh, especially in game two. Game two was was wild how much better they looked than, than the Miami Heat. Um, I mean, they came out and made a million shots, and that's what happens. You mentioned Bryn Forbes. I want to talk about him a little bit because I am anti the RSHK. Yeah, I am. I am anti it. These guys are NBA players. I agree. I don't like there's, the S. there's no there's no there's no S's in yeah. this league. None. I like the RHK. I'm OK with, but I, I don't use RHK would be great. Right. Because there have been if you are unfamiliar with the lingo. Random scrub heat killer has become a thing among the heat Twitter world and, and some other places. And these are not scrub. Bryn, Bryn Forbes is no, Bryn Forbes is a good, good ball player. Bryn Forbes shot I, 45% on threes this season. <laughs> like I, he's have a, good I, have a, I have a funny feeling that they're going to pick up his $2.4 million option for yeah, next season. That seems like a safe bet. I would say. That seems like a bit of a value <laughs> play for, for the bucks. Um, the problem was it wasn't just Bryn Forbes. It was kind of everybody yeah. in game two. Um, in a weird way, like there's, there was nothing. I mean, Dwayne Dedman played well. I give him that. I mean, Dwayne Dedman has played well since he's been in Miami. Um, th- there was nothing for the Heat to say, wow, that was okay. Like that part of the game was okay. There was literally not. It was a complete, utter, total failure, like on every possible level. 
I almost think that if, if you're going to pull this off, if you're going to find a way, I know you got to win one first, but play along for a second. If they're going to find a way to win four out of five and, and win this series somehow, it, it, it almost demands to me, tell me if I'm wrong, it almost de- demands to me that you just, you don't try to fix game two. You just forget it. Like you just have to throw it out. Yeah. And now just, just play. I, I you know, you know, I, that's why I think I think we're going to know pretty early in Game Three if this series has a chance of going for a few more days. Because if they're still playing with the hangover of Game Two, I think they are done. If Game Three is it, if you have the short-term memory, the what's the the, the Ted Lasso thing is popular right now? You got to have a memory of a goldfish. Yeah, that would be um, important. That would be critical right now. Oh. There should be there should be fifteen Ted Lasso in, in, in heat uniforms. There there should be a new Ted Lasso Vice release. Oh, and I got something to say about that too coming up. By the way, too. Um, oh tell boy. me if I'm wrong. Just don't don't correct game two. Forget it. Just move on. Am I wrong? No, you're not wrong. And you know, I know this was a both teams were different at this point of the season. But in December, remember when the the Bucks hit a record amount of threes. And they blew out the heat. 206 three-pointers they made in that. 20, <laughs> Pretty 20, much. 29, actually. Pretty much. Two nights like, late. Like Pat Connaughton never never, like, never touched the rim. Like no, not a, nothing. I don't know if anything touched the rim that night. Um, I think they hit 29, right? It was 29 was the number? 29. Yeah. So, and they, I think they beat, beat the heat by 40, over 40 points in that game. Um, I think 47. The next night. 144-97 was the by forty. And so, I think it was the next night or two nights later, they played the Bucks again. He did not have Jimmy Butler again, and they won. He won that game. It's a close game. He came on one. So we've seen this before where the Bucs are just lights out. They're not going to shoot. Look, we knew they weren't going to shoot five of whatever 31 again like they did in game one, but they're not going to make 20-plus threes, you know, every night. That's that's a little bit of an aberration too. So, you know, the Heat definitely there's a lot of issues to fix. It's not just three-pointers. It's – can Bam and Jimmy get on track? Can they get to the rim? Jimmy has as many three-point attempts as he has his rim attempts in this series. That is not a winning formula. That should Bam, never happen. No. Bam has struggled to get to the rim. He's struggling to solve that defense where they sag off of him. He, he's not stepping into the mid-range jumper. He looks – I don't want to – I don't like getting into the mental state of players and trying to read body language, but he doesn't look as confident as he has all season, I would say. In these first two games, it looks a little bit like he's still trying to figure things out against this coverage. Um, and, you know, if the Bucks are going to stop those two guys and those guys can get to their usual shots around the rim and draw fouls, it, the pressure's on everyone else. And that's not, again, that's not a sustainable formula for the Heat. Jimmy and Bam have to be Jimmy and Bam. And I think that, you know, it's pre- that's pretty, that's simplifying things a little bit, but that's really what it comes down to here. Can those two impose their will in the game and do what they've done all season? Because right now the Bucks are really making it uncomfortable for them. You know, you mentioned the way that they came back after two nights after, you know, losing by 47. I think I have it right. If it wasn't, I apologize. But I think I think it was 144.97. It was 40 something. I know that. Yeah. If I remember right, two nights later, it was it was kind of close in the whole first half. And then it started getting away from Miami. I think Milwaukee went up 12 or 14 in the third. Yeah, and you're they right. came back there. There, and yeah, that, that was a light. It was a light year ago. Like it was December. Like it, it was a you know a billion things have happened since. I, I get all that, but th- this team has shown 
on more than one occasion this year that they can turn things around and do it and do it quickly. Um, I would think that gives the 17,000 people they expect in the building for game three. I would think that gives them some hope. I would think it gives the 17 guys on the roster some, some hope. Um, but you're, and, and to me, the BAM thing, you're right. Like it's, it's a slippery slope to say what we think is going on. And somebody said, we, right. we don't, we don't know. We don't, we we don't, don't know. have a clue. So let's not pretend otherwise. What I see, I mean, I, Jimmy shouldn't have taken nine threes in game one. That's not why they lost the game, but that's not his game. Like when you, he is elite at getting, he, he might be the best. He's definitely one of the five best in the league at getting to the rim and getting to his spots. The three-point line is in his spot. Um, I know when you're wide open, it's tempting. I get it. And you're a really good basketball player. You're a professional athlete. Like you're, you're wired to accept those challenges. At this time of year, it's probably not a good idea. And, and I know the game two was different because he didn't play a ton, but he didn't take any threes in game two. And I don't think he's going to take that many in game three or game four. The BAM thing to me, when you look at him receive the ball, he gets the ball, whether it's, it, it could be off an offensive rebound, off a pass. Uh, and whenever he gets the ball, I, I think. I mean, I, I, I didn't chart him, but I think I can say the majority of the time he does something and then backs off. He either takes a jab step and d- then doesn't like what he's looking at and backs away, or he you know turns his head one way, doesn't like it, goes another way. I think he is trying to play to the contract. That hasn't kicked in yet, by the way. I think he is trying to be the max player. I think he's trying to play to a certain level, and that never works. Like, just be bam. Just be him. I think he's so afraid of screwing up. He's not letting himself play. You got, and it's the hardest thing in the world, right? You're down 0-2. You know, you're two losses away. The odds are not with you. You're two losses away from, you know, one, two, three Cancun or wherever Miami guys go. Miami. <laughs> one, one, two, three Miami. Where, where do they go? Alaska? Like, do they go someplace cold? Bahamas. In, in, I would say. Bahamas. Yes. <laughs> I got to load up for this 12 minute <laughs> flight over, over to Atlantis real quick. Um, it, it just seems like, like, like in hockey, the cliche is holding the stick too tight in golf. It's gripping the putter too tight. I just think he's holding the ball too tight. I think he's too afraid of doing the wrong play. That he's not letting himself make the play that comes naturally to him, which is more often than not with bam, the right play. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree. And look, he's said it multiple times. He's not a natural scorer. That's not him. He didn't come into the league just a walking bucket averaging 25, 30 points a game. That's not him. He's really grown into that. He's, it's amazing how far he's come, actually, when you really think about it. I mean, two years ago, he was Hassan Whiteside's backup for most of the season in an energy roll off the bench, like averaging eight points a game. And here we are calling for him to take, you know, almost every, open shots in a, in, a, in a big playoff series on this stage and average, you know, 20, 20 plus points a game. That is, he's only 23 years old. So that's number one. And number two, it's a tough balance because truly that mid-range jumper for Bam is always there in this series. It is, if he wants it, if people want him to take it every time it's open, he can literally take that shot every possession down the court. He can't do that, obviously. So where do you find that? That's the, that's the challenge. How do you find that balance of t- stepping into that shot, taking it in rhythm because we know he can make it, but also still running your offense and getting to other actions because, 
you know, there's, it's, it's not as, I would say it's just not as easy as people I think are making it out to be. Oh, you're, you're not wrong. And also you can see like the, the plan I was trying to make with the, what's he going to do? Am I going to do this? Am I going to do this? Am I going to do this? Oh my gosh. What am I going to do now? I've held the ball too long. Now I'm going to take a really clumsy shot. Doesn't that scream too many people are telling him what to do. And the, the, the suggestions are not congruent. Yeah. You gotta do this, bam. You gotta do that. Bam. You got, I think that's what he's hearing. I mean, we're going into that, what the mental space thing, which I shouldn't do, but in our opinion, it's yeah. in my opinion, yeah. I, I, I could see a scenario where he's getting the ball and he's trying to decide this person says, I got to go to the rim. This person says, I got to take the jumper. This person says, I got to go, you know, look, look for the open shooter. This person says, hold and wait for the help to come and then kick it out to somebody who's going to be open for a three. Yeah. Let bam be bam. Yeah. That's, that's it. Just let bam be bam. That's, you, that's what ha- has to happen. Let bam be bam. And you were, he doesn't have to score 30. You're right. Right. Yeah, it's not his game, really. No, Benning, no. His, game does, is to, his game is to lead and be effective and always make the right play. And guess what? If my five guys make more right plays than your five guys, my five guys win every yes. time, bar none. I obviously was not covering the team during this time, but if I remember correctly, the Spurs used a similar type of coverage on – I mean, LeBron is a different player and Dwayne is a different player than Bam, but he, they would basically – Pop would let give them the mid-range jumper every time. And it got to the point where, like, LeBron and Dwayne said, okay, we're just going to take it then. If that's what they're giving us, we're not going to force the issue. We'll step into the mid-range jumper and we'll take it. And that's really how they came back and won that series. Not saying that Bam has to do that, but just it, it popped, that, that, that series popped into my head when, when we talk about Bam, just about what he's going through right now and, and what really the mind games that, that Milwaukee's playing with him. It really is a mental thing, I think, right now with, with what Bam is dealing with. You know, we talk about Ray's shot in game six. We talk about, you know, Chris's block on Danny Green to end game six. Um, you know, Mike Miller's one, two, three. The, one of the biggest shots of that series was the 15-footer by LeBron in the last minute of game seven to put him up, I think, six. And then they get a stop, and then Dwayne makes one free throw, and then, they, you know, Shane taps it out, and the Spurs elect not to foul. Like, the mid-range, the, the last shot, the shot that sealed it, for Miami in 13 was LeBron taking a screen from somebody. And I think he shot it over Kawhi and it was relatively open. I mean, Kawhi so long, he can just close out space without moving, but a 16 footer won that series. And that's the shot that LeBron supposedly couldn't knock down any, yeah. any, any, any knocked it down. So you're right. You're absolutely right on that point. Um, do you, th- I, I just, I, I refuse to believe they're that they're going to go down three Oh, I refuse to believe it. I, I think they get game three. What do you think? Uh, I don't know. I, 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 I wish, I wish, I wish people, I wish people could, I wish I know, people could is, see his this face. Is not, right this is now. not a visual medium. So that silence is not great for this, but uh, I, I, uh, it was anguish on his face. I don't know. I, 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 I think so. I think they'll win one at home. I think they'll win game three and, and make oh, it interesting. They won't win game four. If, if they lose Thursday, they're right. It's just, I really think, you know, obviously the Heat aren't playing well, but I also think Milwaukee deserves a lot of credit. They are a lot better. Their way, I mean, obviously Drew Holiday makes them a better team. They added shooters around those guys with Bryn and and Portis and and others. Um, The way they're using Giannis off the ball, I mean, the Heat can't build a wall in front of him anymore. It's it's impossible. He's 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 posting up. He's you know he's working the post. He's he's rolling to the rim. Drew has you know he's bringing the ball up court. 
Um, I think Giannis had 14 shots at the rim in game two, and he averaged like eight a game in that series last year against the Heat. So it's just a different Bucks team. Um, and, you know, even if the Heat played better, and the Heat could win, obviously. We saw in game one, they probably should have won that game. Should have won that game, yes. But, man, the Bucks look good. They look you know. good, but to me, I, I disagree with you on the you can't put the wall up on Giannis. I disagree with you on that, and here's, well, with a caveat. You can, if the Bucks aren't taking the ball off the rim, if they're taking the ball out of the net. True. It, you can put up a wall off of make. You can do that because it gives you time. When, when, you're, when, when you're going helter-skelter, to get back on D because you've just missed another three and it's been another long rebound, which the Heat give up a billion of because they take so many threes, obviously. Then you're letting the Bucks get into space. So then you don't, you don't have time to put up the wall. You don't have enough guys back there in time to put up a wall. But off of make, then you control the pace a little. I mean, I don't think we made enough of the huge clash of pace style. And I'm not like a huge believer in that. I think if you mm -hmm. run your stuff better than the other guy, you're going to win. And it is a make or miss league. That's that's we all know that. You know, the heat controlled pace pretty much in game one. It was played it the way Miami wants to play. Game two, when it was 46 to 18 in the first, well, then all bets are off. And yeah, you know, it was from, from there it was, you know, what time's the flight? And you know, what are they right. serving? I mean, that's 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 all that's yeah, all that, that game was decided in the, the first few minutes. That game was decided by the second timeout. Yeah. It it just it was done. And, and, and that's the benefit of a crowd. You know, it was, I mean, again, I'm watching on TV. I wasn't there, but it seemed loud. And that building was half filled. You know, we've been in the AAA when, you know, and that's the other thing. Like I, I really think Thursday, I, I keep saying tomorrow, but it's going to be tonight for the listening audience. Heat fans didn't get to see a playoff game last year. Like, you get to see the Eastern Conference champions play. You should. Th this should have been your NBA Finals. You know, you should have gone to an NBA Finals game last year, and you couldn't because of the situation. Obviously, I, I really, I would hope that Heat fans kind of make up for that. Like, that's a weird way to put it, but you know what I'm mean? like. They couldn't go yeah. yell and scream and celebrate. And then this year when they, you know, the, the Heat don't make a big deal about raising a conference championship banner. It was just, it just happened to be there. It wasn't celebrated because it wasn't what you play for. Right. But even this year, like the first game, there was nobody. And then there was like 200 people and then it was friends and family. And then, you know, then the crowds you know, went to 3000 at one point. We were like, oh my God, 3000 is crazy. <laughs> And then someone put out an email over the uh, last week saying, "Hey, the pandemic's over. Everybody, wide open. It's wide open now. Everybody, come, everybody, come back." Um, this building, back in the white hot days and everything else, there's nothing like it at playoff time. I kind of hope, and we see that on Thursday. All right, you 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 swayed me. I think the Heat are going to win Game Three. See. But I think the I disagree with Jimmy because Jimmy's like no, it's not going to matter. It, it, yeah. it won't. It's not going to matter. I disagree with him. I think it will matter. It will matter to a certain extent. And look, I I stand with the point of I think the Bucks are really good this year. And, they and are. I, and I, you know, I there are a lot of issues for the Heat to fix. A lot. 
obviously after you lose by 40 points, but you know, almost 40 points, but the Bucks have presented some issues that the Heat have not solved yet. Um, and it doesn't mean they can't moving forward. They haven't lost the home game yet, but I'll say that the Heat win game three and put pressure, put some pressure on Milwaukee entering game four. That's um, what has to happen. Yeah. And also, you know what? Weirdly, if I'm a Bucks fan, I'm saying to myself, please let this team face some adversity. Yeah. Like if you're, if you're going to get out of this series and you're going to face Brooklyn, Brooklyn, please know what playoff pain is like. I mean, I, you know, we talk about how this is, it's a different heat team and a different bucks team. Like, and yes, they have some vets. Like Giannis is young. You know, Chris Middleton is not old. Right. I mean, you know, DiVincenzo has become a really good player. You know, two years ago, he couldn't play. Like he was out like what, most of the year with a heel or a foot or something. And then he gets used a little bit last year. Like DiVincenzo has become a really good glue guy for them. They've built for this and Giannis has gotten better and Giannis is healthier. Giannis was never right last year in that series. And, and, then, Drew he kept, and then he kept turning the ankle and then the Drew Holiday factor. And Drew Holiday all of a sudden looks like he looks cut to yeah. me. Like, was Drew Holiday always this big and I missed it? He's, he does seem a little bigger. Like He's, just, he yeah. looks tough. Yeah. Like, he just seems, he seems bigger. And he's just, he's an incredibly smart guy. I, I mean, I like their team. I still like Miami's team too. And I, I don't. I just can't believe Miami would roll over. I just don't think that. I think that the combination of that and the crowd, and we've been saying it all along, this is not disrespecting Milwaukee. Milwaukee is a very good team. Milwaukee is certainly finals capable. No question. Are they championship capable? There's no question about that. But are they sweet better than Miami? I don't think so. Probably not. I'll say this. I think if if Milwaukee wins this series, um, I think it would be more about Milwaukee being really good and getting a lot better than the Heat taking a huge step back. So this has gotten talked about a lot. The whole 71-day layoff between the end of the finals and the start of camp or whatever it was. Start of the season. I I forget how it's calculated. It must have been start of the season. I have said all year, I don't think it matters. And and, and the reason I say that is because, yes, it's an incredibly short offseason. I get that. But you also had four months off during that season. Yeah. Um, and I don't know how other teams do it, but I know with the heat, like guys don't take two months off in the summer. Like you get a couple of weeks and you're back at it. it. It's not like you get, you know, three months to not do anything. I don't think it's been a factor. I look at the way it's gone and I wonder if I'm wrong. I, I I think once you get to the end and the end is in sight, maybe like human nature is like you you say, wow, this has been a really long year. I really haven't had much time off. You know, what well, it could be two that's, games away. That's, that's us talking. That's me and you. That's yeah, not, that's not tired from <laughs> but I'm saying like, I mean, I feel like human nature could, I mean, maybe Maybe it's not really as big a factor as people think during the regular season because, you, you know, you're in the middle of the season. You have 30, 40 games left. You just have to get through through the year. But when you're this close to 
even if it's next round or in two rounds, like you're close to the end. Uh, you know, it's it's been, a, there's no denying it. It's been a really long, I mean, it's basically been 11 straight months of basketball for this team. You know, it's just, it's and, it has to have some type of impact, I would think. I mean, even if this season, heaven forbid for Heat fans, if this season <clears> were to end Saturday, which is, you know, possible. Is it Saturday or Sunday? When's the game? Saturday. Saturday. You're still done basically the first week of June. That's typically the finals. Yeah. That offseason, I mean, we haven't been told officially anything yet, but this season's starting in October. Like camp will start late September, early October. The season's going to start, I think, that last Tuesday. The short offseason. Yeah. It's a short offseason again. So we have to hear this again next year. Another also, short offseason. Also with the Olympics in there, which there might be a heater heat player or two on that team. So could there be a heat player or two on other teams? <laughs> on other teams for the Olympics or for the NBA? For the for the Olympics. There could. There could. Yeah. Nigeria's in. Right. Yeah. And like and like the heat is like 97% Nigerian. Yeah, I think they have six players. Six um, players on Precious, this team. Gabe Vincent. Well, Andre's not going to play in the Olympics. Can, but... can you name can you name all six? I know you can. Yeah. Precious, Gabe, Andre, Bam. Shoot. Give me well, a hint. Chris Silva a... was one. No, he was Gabon. Oh, that's right. Give I'll give you a hint. One of the two remaining players, his first name is KZ. Oh, KZ Apollo for sure. That's a good hint. Yes. Um, there's one and the, more. And the other one's not playing. The other one is not playing. The other one's not playing anytime soon. Vince, uh, Victor Oladipo, that's right. Victor, Victor Oladipo. Yeah, I knew yes. that. I just couldn't come. I know. Right. I'll put you on the spot, though. If USA Basketball doesn't tell Bam. That's yeah, true. I mean, what would stop him? Yeah. I'm kind of, I'm legit kind of worried about that. To yeah. Be Especially after he was cut by Team USA a few years ago. Yeah, that was a bad deal. Yeah. So that was a bad deal. And by the way, everyone was like, oh, pop, pop, pop. It wasn't pop. I was, okay, listen, I was there. It wasn't pop. That's all I can say. Who was it? Come on, it, there was a, it, it was a combination of factors. I know. But, it. but also, look at who they kept. Miles and Turner. Look, look, look at the other look at the other big they kept. Plumley, who played at Indiana Duke. No, Duke. Sorry. Yeah. And who true. was and and USAB has so many ties to Duke. People have told me I'm wrong. I'm not. Like that played a role in this. I'm sorry. It just did. I it mean, looking looking back at it, that decision to no disrespect to Plumley. He's a good player, but to pick him over Bam was. Interesting. It's an interesting decision for sure. Bam had, I was there. I saw every practice or uh, the parts they would let us see, but it was like an hour a day. Bam had one bad practice. And that just happened to be a day that Mike Krzyzewski was there. It was the Wednesday practice. I remember it vividly. And I just kind of wonder if that sealed his fate. I think he has I, a spot on Team USA this year if he wants it. He absolutely, he can make the call right now yeah. and tell Jerry Colangelo and the guys I'm in. Um, and some guys are doing that. Like, we don't know yet about Steph. I think Draymond wants to play. 
it's going to be weird for some guys like like Duncan Robinson is on the list of 57 guys that USAB is talking about for this summer. Kyle Lowry is another one. Future heat guard Kyle Lowry. And we just, are we, are we calling him that officially yet? I, I wonder free agency starts literally during the Olympics, like free agency starts the last week of the Olympics, which is going to be delightful for me, by the way, a little bit awkward. Would guys, will guys go? I mean, Steph has an extension to sign this summer. Jimmy Butler is going to have an extension more than likely to sign this summer. I don't think Jimmy would, I mean, Jimmy's done it. I don't think Jimmy would be compelled to go back. I'm just saying hypothetically with any of these guys who have contracts to sign, would they risk it? Yeah, no, it's, it's interesting. The timing is not, it's not preferable. Timing's not, bad. No, timing is bad. So, um, yeah, I, I, it's, I would say it depends on circumstance. I, I think if Duncan gets the call to be on the team, I don't know how he passes that up. Like that's an opportunity that you have to take, even if you're a free agent, like you, you can, there's a technology these days that you can still take care of your business and not be in the country. No, but would, but would they risk injury is my question. See, it's oh, it's not, it's no, 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 no. It's nothing about, you know, they yeah. can, you can sign a contract over there. That's no problem. It's can you, would you risk, you know, would you risk a Paul George situation? Yeah, no, that's a good point. That's a very good point. Yeah. I mean, free agency, we know the dates. It's that, is it right at the start? Like literally right at the start or is there time? No, some- it's actually during like the metal round. Like, I think like you can start talking to guys on like August 6th is in my head. I don't know if that's the day you can sign or the day you can start talking, but pretty much it, it, it all begins. And for the most part ends during the Olympics. Like it's all while, wow. while well. me pop and 12 players to be determined and Steve Kerr and Mike Brown's coaching Nigeria. And if Canada gets there, it'll be Nick nurse and KO and those KO KO is a great example. KO got yeah. hurt playing for the Canadian national team two years ago. Bruised his knee real bad. Remember? Yeah. Free agent this summer. Probably won't be able to play for Canada in 2024. Like by then the window might've closed for him. I mean, he's not, not an old guy, but not the youngest guy ever. Does KO say, I want to go play in the Olympics this year when he's got free agency going on? Yeah. And I mean, it, it, that just stinks to me that these guys are going to have to make that choice, represent country or take care of the business side. And you know darn well that I would think some agents, and I would definitely say some some teams, would encourage players, hey, not to. Not to. You're not, you're exposed. Like, don't do this. Yeah. Yeah. It's such a unique situation, too, because, right? Usually, for agency is a little bit before, right? Usually then first week of July. July. Yeah. So yeah. Um, it's, it's a unique situation and maybe that makes the selection process easier where it rules out some guys who say, eh, even though I want to go, I, I probably shouldn't. I got to make a business decision. Remember there was no selection process. Like there were 52 guys. Yeah. 52 guys were in the USA out. basketball yeah. pipeline at some point to get from 52 to 12. They cut two. 38 dropped out on their own or got hurt or whatever. They cut two to get to 12. We'll probably be like that again then. Because, well, because of fragency in part, right? Because Right, in part. And also because, like, you know, if the Lakers make the finals, think LeBron's going to go from game seven to get on a plane and go play game one against France two days later? No. Probably not. No. 
Kawhi said he Kawhi said he wants to play and his foot's messed up. I don't know how we got in the Olympics, but anyway, <laughs> go on. It's a good tangent. I wanted to ask you, do you expect any lineup rotation changes in game three? Any drastic ones? No, I don't. First, I mean, you could. The one that's I out mean, there is Goron for like Goron start, starting start in place Goron. of Kendrick. Yeah. I mean, that's all you can do. But what it's even if it happens, like it's not drastic. For, I say that for two reasons. You're not going to play Goron 35 minutes. Right. So if you see something about the early matchup that you think the Bucks would have to react to and that could help your second unit with Kendrick in it, then sure. But it's always, to me, it's about if it's a five-point game with five minutes to go, who are the five guys that Spo has out there? Like, I, I start, we've talked about this a billion times, you and I. I don't care who starts. I mm-hmm. really don't. Um, yeah, I agree with you. Dun- Duncan, I misspoke. Goron's going to get his minutes. Kendrick Nunn's going to get his minutes. I, I don't think there's anything drastic. I, I don't know what drastic. How about Bam and Denman starting? That I could see. That would be drastic to me just because Spo does not like playing two big men together. Ever. It doesn't because it doesn't work. But you know the reason I, you know, I've been thinking about this for the last 48 hours and don't ask me why, but uh, I was thinking about those two playing together. And the way, the reason I, I understand why Spo doesn't like playing two traditional big men together. The spacing is awful, right? The, the, you know, you need a shooter out there next to that. And it stops there. To me, the argument stops there. I well, know the next thing you're going to say, but to me, the argument stops with the space. Well, go on. The Bucks, the way they play defense, they're going to sag into the paint anyway, no matter who's out there. Their spacing is already messed up. So if you're going to play that combination against pretty much any team, the Bucks might be the team just because they're going to go into the paint anyway, no matter who you play. The spacing is already going to be messed up. At least have another big out there who can rebound because the Bucks obviously see an opportunity out there to crash the offensive glass and they're like literally sending everybody to the offensive glass and they're going to get them because get that's, them. that's just the way the heat are constructed. This is not a good rebounding team. You could help a little bit with, I mean, I'm not saying Devin's going to solve the issues, but he could help a little bit if he's out there with them. Okay. But then at that point, so you are, you are betting the house on they're going to make threes because with Bam and, and Dwayne out there at the same time, you have you have neutralized Jimmy Butler's the best part of Jimmy Butler's game. That's very good. You, you have created yeah. so much clutter. Yeah. It's Palmetto, you're gonna have Palmetto traffic waiting for Jimmy at the rim. And as we all know, Palmetto traffic not good. The, the worst. <laughs> it is the worst. It's like getting to the rim anyway, I guess. I mean, that's not ideal. You uh, ideally you'd want him to find a way to get to those shots at some point in this series, but he's not getting there anyway. But I mean, Deadman is not, it's not like he's a total non-shooter. He could hit a few threes. I mean, if you're banking on him to hit five threes a game, it's not going to happen. But, you know, he hit one last game. I think he's hit over 100 in his career. He's open. He could take them. You know, it's not like it's like, you know, Precious and Bam out there playing together. I don't think it's going to happen. I think it'd be too drastic. I don't think Spo makes that drastic of a change, but I do think they'll get minutes together in the game. I, oh, like I last, think they'll get minutes yeah. together. And I, I wonder too, if the rotation tightens a little, like if you go, if you start playing guys a little bit shorter shifts and then come back, like when the bucks have like one starter on the floor to start the second quarter, do you have three or four of yours? 
like, do you, do you play Jimmy seven minutes in the first quarter instead of nine or 12? Mm -hmm. Do you get Bam out at that six minute timeout and then bring him back into the first quarter, which, which Spoh's done a lot this year. That's actually been kind of standard. It's, it's to me, how do you match it up? Like there's 12, four minute increments to the game. And because these are the playoffs, there's a timeout after literally every one of them. And a review, it seems like. And, and a review. And then a review of the timeout. And then a review of the review. We got to take, take the camera away from the refs, man. <laughs> These guys, they talk about what they're going to say. Then they fix their hair. Then they, then they rehearse. Then they're looking for cue cards. And then they get on, then they get on the microphone and look at that we- weird camera that distorts them off and, and, and say what we all knew was going to be the case five minutes ago. <laughs> Just take the camera away from the refs. I love the refs. I love the refs. I do. The, you watch college basketball. You watch the WNBA. You watch high school basketball. You watch even like, you know, FIBA. If you, I, I would, I tell everybody the same thing. If you think NBA refs are bad, watch any other level of basketball. Yes. You'll never complain about NBA refs again. Especially ever. college. Especially college. College yeah. is terrible. Yeah. Terrible. But take the camera away from them. They don't need that. I mean, I, I, I will there be a shakeup? Yes, I think it's going to be more of a subtle, subtle. I think it's going to be more of a nudge the pinball machine than smash the boggle dice and have them just fly everywhere. I think it's going to be more like that. Can I bring up another possible tweak to the rotation? It's I don't your, think it's I your show. I don't you think it's do whatever gonna, you want. I don't think it's going to happen, but. Last year against the Bucks in the in the playoffs, Kelly played really well. When Kelly was on the court, he was really effective because just his pick and pop ability against this defense is good. Um, does Belly deserve some minutes in this series? See, I mean, I'm not—he's not Kelly, but I'm saying like he could play that role. But it rhymes. Yes, that's true. Kelly Belly. I didn't think from from that. from from Kelly to Belly. Yeah, right. Belly a, I like that. That's he's like a, that. It's it's better. It's already better than that awful from Kelly to Justin American Idol movie or whatever that was twenty oh, yeah. years ago. That That's was right. the worst, possibly the worst thing ever made. I'm a huge American Idol fan, by the way. We can get into that in the off season when we have nothing to talk about. What off season? <laughs> I go from this to the next round to the next round to the next round to USAB to the finals. I got a wedding. My brother's getting married, and then during, and then and then it's Derek King and Alabama during my off season. But what I am off a, season. <laughs> That's a good point. Yeah. I, I, I do think I have a random Tuesday off in August. I'm very excited <laughs> about that. Well, we, we'll, we'll talk about it then. We'll probably get, I'll probably get new carpet that day or something. Um, I, I think, I don't think it's going to happen because defensively, you know, there are issues when he, when Nemanja is on the court, especially with Giannis and, you know, all that, <laughs> that matchup, but his offensive skill set seems to fit against what the heat needs against the Bucks. So to your point, I like the way you're thinking because here's 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 why. It's all and, and we'll hear this from Eric Spolster later today, which is yesterday in podcast world. Everything's on the table. I I don't think I don't think he should wait. Like if a game, if it gets down, if they get down eleven in the second quarter, go five out. Put five shooters on the floor. Just go go nuts. Nothing, you know, you you find somebody to make threes. They have to shoot it better from three. They yeah. have to. It's they must. And it's not just threes, too. It's like I don't want to get too bogged down by numbers here, but 
this team, you need to make mid-range shots against this team because that's, those in-between shots, and we talked about it last week with Kendrick and Goran, what they're so good at in the, you know, in the mid-range, those are so important. I, they hit, I, I wrote it here yesterday, they, wrote, they hit 50, no, 46% of mid-range jumpers in last year's series against the Bucks. This year, they have made seven in two games, shooting 21% in, in the mid-range. That is uh, not and, a winning formula against no, this team. No, it's not. And, but also, like, I think we talked about this last week on the show too, if, if the mid range isn't there, or if you see a matchup, like I have no problem with those guys putting, you know, one hard dribble, putting the ball on the deck and getting to the line, because I do yeah. think going back to the difference in pace, the bucks like to play fast. Miami really isn't built for that. Uh, they can, they can put up a bunch of points, but they need a lot of things to go right for that to happen. Get to the line yes. scoring points with the clock, not running is critical to this team. Milwaukee's just so good though. at Keeping it. They're like one of the best at, not saying you don't have, I mean, last year, Jimmy took 10 free throws a game in that series. They, he found a way. You find a way, but Milwaukee is very good. That's one of the things you're good at is keeping teams off the line. And Doesn't Brooke Lopez, by the way, sorry, remind you of Roy Hibbert a little bit, the way he plays defense, his verticality, like the way he protects the rim, kind of. It's like people are wondering, why don't you just go at him? Just like people wonder, why don't you just go at Roy Hibbert? Like it, it almost reminds me a little bit of that Pacers defense where just guys are afraid to go to the rim against this team. Well, no, not Hibbert. But I see what you're saying about the Pacers because you were going to get hit. Yeah. Like, it's not so much Hibbert. Like, okay, this guy has Hibbert's rim protection ability with David West's body and Lance Stevenson's I don't care who you are swag. So, like, yeah, there's a little bit of a lot of Pacers in that guy. Yeah. Brick Lopez is enormous. He is a massive human being the the wingspan all of it he's he's a problem he's, and he's good he's good at doing it without fouling he's great at doing what he knows he's good yeah. at he doesn't play he doesn't do anything he's not capable of he knows i'm good at this this and this that's it i'm steak potatoes carrots that's what i'll have can't go wrong i i he's He's so important to them. Have we mentioned Giannis once? The wall. Remember the wall? The, the wall, yes, very, we did. Very briefly. That, yes. we, that, their two-time <laughs> MVP guy. Did we mention he's him okay. at all? He's okay. I mean, we're seeing now, whether the Heat rally in this series or not, like we're seeing now what the summer is going to be. Like Milwaukee looked at Miami and said, how do we compete? How do we, how do we fix our flaws? Not fix. How do we get stronger in the areas that Miami exposed? And it would have been, by the way, the easiest thing for the Bucks would have been would just to have thrown out last season. Been, well, Giannis's ankle wasn't right. That's why we lost. That's not what they did. They took a very critical look at themselves and said, where are we weak? Where do we need to get better? How can we do it? And they did those things. Miami's going, last season, Miami didn't, like, first off, like, everybody came back for the most part. Almost everybody came back. It was almost the same team. There wasn't really that opportunity to, you know, how can we reinvent? How can we do this? How can we do that? They took a shot at it with Victor, mm -hmm. not knowing or hoping that maybe they, I don't know what they knew or didn't know, but they were clearly hoping it would work out and it didn't. Maybe it does next year. Um, Cause I do think they'll try to bring him back. I just think it'll be obviously for low money. And I don't think there's going to be a team that takes the flyer on him, even though, 
you know, I think, well, I mean, what just story? I mean, I've, I'm sure you've made calls. I've made calls like, you know, we've six, and we, we had reported, you know, even before that came out that six months has been like the, the magic minimum number. Now yeah. the question is, I mean, he won't be ready for the start of the season. We know that if the season starts on time, what does it take him to get ready? So I don't, I don't think a team is going to take a huge flyer on Victor and keep him on the taxi squad next year. Like I think he'd be back in Miami for short money, which yeah. helps out the heat, obviously. But you, you, we're seeing though what Milwaukee did this summer. Miami's going to have the opportunity to do what, what Milwaukee did last summer is what Miami's going to have to do this summer. They're going to look at the series, whether they get out of it or not and say, where are we exposed? Where can we get better? And I think that process has already started, but I give, give, give John Horst and those guys credit. They made themselves better. I don't want to start speculation, but since Stephen had mentioned it yet yesterday on first take, um, the Kawhi stuff, we have enough time to get into this later on, but it is interesting that people keep mentioning the Heat and Kawhi and the Clippers are down 2-0 in their first people, round series. People mention, people mention the Heat and Kawhi because for two reasons. The Heat have just about enough money to pull it off if they want yeah. and could find ways to do it. I never and, thought and, it was realistic. Sorry, uh, until I, I still don't know. I don't still really think it's, it's realistic. Not. But if the Clippers really do lose in the first round here, it makes it, that's really the only way I thought. Okay, maybe it's possible. If the Clippers totally collapse in the playoffs, and they might win this series, they might come back and win the series. They're a good team, but if they lose in the first round, that is. I mean, there might be some. There might be some conversation. I mean. I mean this sincerely. Oh, there'll be conversation. I mean, look, every tire that's out there to kick, Andy and Pat are going to kick it. I mean, that's, we know that. I, I am absolutely convinced of this. Every free agent that comes on the market is linked to Miami in the summers yes. where they have money, like this one. And even that's somewhat overstated, but that's a talk for the summer pods. In a large, a large part, people will tweet and talk about the heat because heat Twitter is crazy people. And by crazy, I mean rabid and enthusiastic. They are a little mean to me sometimes, but you know, they're crazy and enthusiastic. You can get a reaction from heat fans by just throwing anything out there. And I'm not saying that's what Stephen A did. Like, you know, he's 83 trillion times more connected than I am. Sure. But if you want a reaction to something, say the heat, this, like, you know, if the heat don't win this series, Oh, the heat were frauds. They were bubble flukes. They were frauds. Well, they're not going to take the banner away from last year. I mean, why right. does, what does one have to do with the other? Everybody was in the bubble. The heat weren't getting the good food. There was no good food. Right. It was all the same for everybody. I think someone. I think I heard. I saw someone tweet this yesterday. If, if the bubble was so easy for the, why didn't your team do it? Exactly. <laughs> That's Thank really you. what it comes down to. Yeah. It's. I, I. I don't know. I think it's kind of a feather in their cap that they got me, and a feather in the Lakers' cap right. that they got through the bubble. Um, be all that as it may. I would be very, very surprised if Kawhi had any. Everything's just set up the way he wants it there. Yeah, I agree. And and if even if half the stuff is true, like doesn't want to practice, doesn't want to come on time to practice, kind of comes and goes as he pleases. The locker room situation, does he have his own space? Does he have his? I don't know what the COVID setups are out there. I don't know any of it. He's a Southern California guy. He's got his setup in San Diego. 
I, I don't know. I mean, I, I will say this without betraying a confidence. A player that had interest in coming to Miami this season, when he was told what is what, what the truth is about what is required of Heat players as far as practicing and all that, balked at the idea. Spo has said it a billion times. It's not for everyone. That's true. And that's very I true. Don't, yeah. I don't, if Kawhi's got everything set up the way he wants it, why would he look at leaving? Yeah. No, it's, it's really hard. That's why I didn't think it was realistic. But people only, make a big deal about the tax, too. Like yeah. these guys make so much money. It doesn't, I mean, the tax, yeah. It, nobody wants to pay yeah. a dollar in taxes or in Kawhi's case, like, you know, $10 million in taxes. I get it. He ain't hurting. Yeah. He's got enough. And it's like you said, that's his, I mean, he's from LA. Like, yeah, he's, that's, that's where he wanted to be. I mean, there was so much made out to be when he was in Toronto, him going back home, his dream of playing in LA. Like, it's just hard to see envisioning him leaving after all that um, at this point. But look, at least it makes it interesting. There are some storylines if they lose in the first round of, okay, Oh yeah, no. You know, this quite put pressure on the Clippers. That you know, will it'll make things a little interesting rather than them advancing to the finals oh. and oh, if them if Port- it being a non-story. If Portland loses to Denver, yeah, we're gonna hear the if if the Blazers part with Terry Stotts, we're gonna hear the well, you know Eric Spolster's from Portland. You know Eric Spolster's from Portland, and then we're gonna hear the oh he cla- you know Jimmy clashes with the coaches, and then Bernie will put out another. But that tweet was epic. That was a great moment in Heat history. That tw- there, there's always going to be a storyline. I I I don't think this team is going to change a whole lot this summer. I agree with you. I tend to agree with you. We, think- we 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 can we, we can get into all this weeks from now. Yes. I think Duncan stays. I think the gentleman from North Philly, the six-time All Star, I think will be with the Heat, and the rest just kind of figure it out. And UD is coming back because he's UD. Of course he is. Yeah, of course. I don't think there's any doubt and, about that. And Jimmy and Jimmy will get his extension. And they'll sign Victor for for, for short money. And if the, if if Victor Oladipo is their midseason buyout acquisition next year, so be it. Yeah, and and look the twenty the twenty two classes very good. Like punting it one more year is not the worst thing. Also so, a good idea. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. The 22 class is, is very good. Yeah. And also Bam's only going to be 24 when yes. that 22 class, you know, Yeah. you think some guys don't want to play with Bam. You're out of your mind. You think, you think a couple of games that make you say, Oh, Bam, you think anybody's saying he's a bad player is not worth the max. Come on. He's it's ridiculous. All right. Before we go predictions, we don't record here for another week. I guess it'll be, we'll be Five, uh, five games into the series by then, is is it done by then, or is this still is this still undetermined? What do you think? Where are we next uh, week? I if Miami wins Thursday, yeah, you know what. So we usually record on Wednesdays. Yeah. Game, game six would be Wednesday, right? Game six will be Thursday. Because there's another be, three days. There's another two days. Is there really? Saturday and then. God, they're the worst. I think, if I have that correct, I think game five is Tuesday. 
Saturday is not the last game in Saturday is not the last time the building that will still then be known as American Airlines <laughs> place house to a game. How's that? That's my prediction. Okay. Um, yeah, I think it comes down. I, I think it comes down to game three. I think if the Heat lose oh, yeah. that game. Yeah, yeah. Then, then, then. It's... I, I still think that he, even if they lose game three, I think they win one. I just don't think they're going to get swept. I, th- I could see them like, just like the Bucks last year where they won game four to force game five and then probably losing game five. I could see that happening. But if the Heat win game three, I, I could see this you know, being a six or seven game series. I think it still goes six. I, I, I do least, think at, at least I, because again, I, I Milwaukee is really good, but you know what I've said all year. So yeah. is Miami. I, I do think the heat are, you know, obviously at a disadvantage right now, and it's going to be tough to come back to win four out of five against the bucks. That's going to be a really hard task. And it's, there's a reason why the heat have only done it once in their history where they've rallied from a two old deficit in a series. So, um, you know, chances are, you know, they face a very deep hill in, in, in this and right now to come back from this, but it's not impossible. But if I had to pick at this point, I know I picked the Bucks, you know, even before the series, I still would probably pick Milwaukee to advance. Yeah, but I mean, and nobody would pick Miami right yeah, now at this point. Yeah, of I, course. Yeah, I still say what I what I said at the start of the series. I still believe rings true. I still think Spo is the best big money, big game coach in the league. He's going to figure something out. The problem is, it's not always just Spo. It's you got to make shots. You have to make shots. I think coming home, if if they are loose and happy, and you know, we might be we, we we may be able to tell from the layup line, like on Thursday, like are guys enjoying it? Are guys soaking it in? Are guys looking around at the crowd? I would encourage Heat fans to get there early. I would encourage them to let Milwaukee feel them before the tip, even like just you know, get there for warmups. You've been yeah. waiting all year for this. Go crazy. I feel like it's going to be a, it's going to be a shock to the system for everybody. Like for us, for the players, like they could really have a huge advantage in this game just because it, you know, usually, it, you know, you have an advantage that's loud, but we, we when's the last the time they've been into a, when's the last time any of those players have been in a building that's been we, that loud probably. We, we lost our parking spots for this. Yeah. This is huge. <laughs> this is a big deal. We have to walk another 45 whole seconds. What are we going to do? That's still to be decided by the way, Tim, but we could talk about that off air. <laughs> Really? I heard we may keep our parking spots, but we'll we got see. a shot. <laughs> we got a shot. <laughs> they're talking about just so people know they're talking about moving us literally like 300 feet farther away from the door. Like it'll be fine, but it's, we'll survive. We'll survive. Watch it pour though. Then I won't survive. All right. You could follow at Tim Reynolds. We're at. done. Are we're we done? done? We're done. I think we're like, we've gone for like 50 minutes or so. So we, we said before we started taping, by the way, we're like, there's no way we're getting to 30 minutes. Like, yeah. We got nothing. We've we got had to stop. Absolutely nothing. We always like have to stop short. Like we could probably go ten, on for another 30 minutes. 10, 10, 10 more seconds. What do you, anything in the other series surprise you at all? I mean, the Clippers, obviously. I, I, the Clippers I, are a surprise. I, even though I picked Dallas on the wire. So it's, it's printed. I picked Dallas to win that series. Um, I thought Clippers were going to win. The, I picked Clippers to win the West. That's how I'm I, surprised I am. I, I am I am heart sick for Chris Paul because yes, that's shoulder. not a, that's not a stinger. There's something no. wrong there. We all know that. Yeah. Um. Boston, Brooklyn. I'm not surprised. Philly, Washington. As we sit here right now, I've only played one game, but I'm not surprised by the 1-0 lead. Um. The Jazz. That is interesting. Yeah. That's 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 a little messy. Yeah, it seems it seems like there's a little disconnect there again. Um, 
you know, last year they had their Donovan Rudy drama and now it's Donovan against everybody else drama, I guess, kind of Donovan against front office drama. It's. <sighs> the, the East, There's it just something. seems like right now, the four, obviously, well, the three, the top three just seem like a class of their own. Yeah. No, no, no. And that's the way it seemed all year. And that's what it um, seemed all year. The West, it doesn't necessarily, I mean, obviously the Lakers are seventh. Oh, like the West I is could, just wide open. So it's a I totally, totally different situation. I could, by the way, if I never see the ice tray, ooh, it's so cold in here, move of his, it can just stop. And also if the mayor of New York City could stop telling Trey how to play basketball, that would be very helpful. Speaking as a former New Yorker, can you just maybe worry about your city and not try to be cool? I'm waiting for the Miami Dade mayor to get upset that Drew Holiday said uh, that the Bucks are more talented before the series, but it hasn't what, happened what are, what are these <laughs> tweets, by the way? What are these tweets where people are talking? about i live in a waterfront apartment here with a balcony for six hundred dollars are these tweets from 1928 <laughs> i think i, I must I, I see them too and I'm, I'm guessing they have to be jokes like just sarcasm like total it's just got to be yeah right no yeah like like i mean what if I, i'm waiting for the tweet that says everybody uses their blinker here it's wonderful like, someone someone tweeted like I'm, I'm not used to getting into an elevator with somebody and them just saying hi to me and good morning i love miami <laughs> I'm like, okay, this is totally not real. <laughs> I would think e- either the plantain is behind is behind <laughs> this, or the plantain is just just soaking this up and turning so it into funny. To amazing so reaction content. People think it's real. Like people actually think it's real. Like you see the responses underneath. They're like, "There's no way this isn't true. You're not from Miami. This can't be it's, real." It's really like <laughs> I saw one guy. One guy tweets out like, "I know everybody in this town. I've never heard of this dude." Like. Why did we? I don't know how we go. I don't know why. We, how did we get here? There are no $600 waterfront apartments in this city. I hate to burst it to you. I would venture to say there's no $600 waterfront apartments anywhere in the anywhere in the continental United States. Yeah, it's probably a good uh, a good bet. I would say. Um, and there, what do you think? And there, yeah, we're done. Let's see. We've covered Olympics, real estate, <laughs> cafecito. <laughs> Oh my God. People thought I was like making fun of you. People thought I was attacking you. Really? For the, for the. Why? Harold Cafecito correspondent, Anthony Chang occasionally covers basketball tweet. Why? Who, who thought that you I don't were know. attacking I, me? I just, they don't I know just, us? I, they don't know us, but also I, th- I just think everybody's wound so tight right now. The Panthers are, we had our Panther minute up top. Um, we're also wrapped up in the angst about the Panthers and angst about the heat. And we're taking a break from the angst of Miami's really a seven. This came up at the Panther game the other night that Miami's a 17 and a half point underdog against Alabama. How crazy is that? That is, that's it. When's the last time they've been that big of an underdog? underdog, Do you know? Oh, probably some of the Florida state games. I think there were three touchdowns. That's true. Back then when Florida State was very good. Back then, like like three years ago. ago. (laughs) Way back in the day. It was like a long time ago. By the way, 52 to 10 was the score of last year's Miami-Florida State game. I like just bringing that up randomly every now and then. 52 to 10 Miami, by the way. That was the University of Miami. 52, Florida State, 10. Wow. 10. But in in fairness, the Knowles didn't have Drew Holiday. So, you know, there's there's that. There's that, yeah. Or Brooke Lopez. You want to end it? Yeah, let's end it. Um, follow Tim Reynolds at by Tim Reynolds on Twitter. 
and quite follow. Don't. Actually, don't. Just don't. He doesn't really just, need. He doesn't really I, need any more followers. No, if you're listening I don't. To this, you're I, I, I need. Him, so. I need de-emphasize the role of Twitter <laughs> in my life and probably in all of our lives. I might add. You can follow me though at Anthony underscore Chang, and I guess we'll see next week if we're talking about more Heat games or we're talking about what's going to happen this off season. Stay tuned. Enjoy the games, everybody. Mm-hmm.